0: Right into this world, all alone. God takes your soul, you're on your own. The crow flies straight, a perfect line. On the devil's back, until you die. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Crossroads Podcast. It's a boy, the man of a thousand gimmicks, the dustiest man in the game, the diamond in the rough, Diamond Dave. And oh, how good it is to be back. So as you all can see, it is our uh, first show that we're doing on the two every other week schedule and if you guys were paying attention to any of the uh social media of the fourth wall pop network um on instagram at fourth wall pop and on twitter at fourth wall pop you will have seen that we have dropped our schedule. So, if you guys haven't seen the schedule, I will go over it for you. So, we can call today, when you're looking at the schedule, as Monday of week one, in which you will get your episode of the Crossroads Podcast, hosted by your boy, Dusty Diamond Dave. No shows on Tuesday, then... The next show that releases on the network will be on Wednesday. And that will be Pop Sports Shorts. And uh, if you guys love the sound of my voice, be ready. Because I will be appearing on that podcast as well. I'm very excited about it. Thanks to the Good Brothers for the invite to appear. And then on Thursday, we will be getting our good sister... Taylor Burnett's views from up here And if you haven't listened to it You should check it out It steps out of the uh, wrestling and sports world And into the world of life Because on this network We know that hashtag pop is life And not going to lie Taylor shows one of the most popular on our whole network. So if you haven't checked it out, be sure to check that out. And then, on Thursday, you're getting new normal wrestling. I mean, Friday, you're getting new normal wrestling. Saturday, you have Big Heck and Wade Adventures. And Sunday, you have the Pop Culture Collective. Moving into week two, on Monday, you have the Smokin' Jays podcast no episode dropping on Tuesday and then on Wednesday you have getting grilled with John Grill another popular episode where good brother John Grill has his interview series so you can further get to know people on the network and also external to the network also a very popular show and then we're off on Thursday of week two, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday remain the same with the triple punch of New Normal Wrestling on Friday, Big Heck and Wait on Saturday, and the Pop Culture Collective on Sunday. So you can find that schedule on all of our social media. But enough about that. Let's get back to the crossroads where we focus on everything going on inside and outside of the ring. Wanted to once again thank Good Brother Wade for being on the last Crossroads episode in which we reviewed WWE's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. And We have another pay-per-view coming up. And that pay-per-view is WWE's Money in the Bank. And the biggest thing about this pay-per-view is it's WWE's first pay-per-view back on the touring schedule out of the Thunderdome. And it is going to have fans in it and fans attending the events moving forward so boy oh boy it is a good time to be a wrestling fan now don't get me wrong obviously i'm very thankful for wwe and what they did with the thunderdome i'm very thankful with what AEW did with daily's place i'm very thankful for what ring of honor did with the closed set of ring of honor bubble impact has us also been closed set MLW was closed set and this upcoming Saturday will be their first uh taping event in front of fans and that will be emanating from the legendary legendary 2300 arena in philadelphia and if you haven't been keeping up with mlw on wednesdays alicia to one of their interviewers headed up the mlw draft which basically showed the fans each week a couple picks of what their new and improved roster will be now you guys are probably like well Don't you live close to Philadelphia? In fact, I do. And I originally had all plans to be going to this event. However, I have family obligations. We are celebrating my niece's first birthday. She turned uh, one on June 29th. And it will be a family day. So to any of the good friends going to MLW... Taping at in Philadelphia, you're gonna have a great time between Battle Riot 3 and the new and improved roster. It will be great. The last time I was in Philadelphia at the 2300 was at the beginning, uh, right before the pandemic in uh, the beginning of February when uh, Killer Cross was appearing in MLW. But, that's neither here nor there. But, if you like your wrestling, I strongly recommend you check out MLW. But, let's get back to WWE. Now, obviously, being a Every Other Week podcast, it's going to be hard to really go over, you know the everything happening with the matches on each of the shows especially with the fact that as you guys have all been made aware I have been working um, as a server at the local Applebee's things are going very well with the job but being that my schedule is still very packed and all over the place I'm not able to really commit to like breaking down every show so if there's something that i come across on every show that really like you know is important i will talk about it but i will more so be talking about like what i've been doing the bigger picture stuff so really the bigger picture stuff from the last week has been the past two weeks has been another round of releases the build-up to money in the bank, the return of La Muñeca. I know good brother, philium C- Cataldo, is very happy about that. Phil, love you, brother. Uh, Zelina Vega returned. Wishing the best for you. Hoping that you get that second return of uh, Tessa Blanchard soon. But, so, Zelina Vega returned on SmackDown, which I think is a really great pickup for them, but it's weird, because she was released, then Alistair Black was released, then she was rumored to be coming back to WWE, was uh, seen working at the, um, working at the Performance Center, and we all know that She was very outspoken regarding WWE uh, superstars unionizing. So I'm not really sure how good the relationship is, but she is in fact back and she was announced by Sonya Deville as being SmackDown's second entrant into the money in the bank ladder match for the women, the first of which was Carmella, also was just announced the prior week as the first entrant into SmackDown's Money in the Bank match. Now, if you guys have listened to this podcast, you guys know that I do not really like People just being announced for matches. Now obviously I understand. Some of the. um, Larger name stars. they They can just do it. Now I'm not trying to say that. Zelina or Carmella. Aren't considered larger. Stars so to speak. But. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. And then especially when you factor in. The way that. Other women have been announced for that match, and that, um, which was uh, Alexa Bliss and Naomi, they qualified as a tag team, uh, Oscar and Naomi qualified as a tag team, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross qualified in a tag team match, Carmella and Zelina Vega announced in sequential weeks, and then two more. To be determined from the SmackDown side of the roster. While on the men's side, you've had Ricochet who qualified, John Morrison qualified, Riddle qualified, Drew McIntyre qualified, Biggie, Kevin Owens, and then the two remaining spots in the men's match are Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, yet again. King Nakamura versus Baron Corbin. So, both these matches are looking like they are going to be top notch. Now, I'm a little disappointed in this as well. And that's because we got Cesaro versus Seth Rollins three times. We're getting it for the umpteenth time. I... I hope to God they have Cesaro qualified, because Cesaro's really on one of the best streaks of his life. Between getting over with the fans, his wins against Seth Rollins, you know, obviously last time he lost with that uh, schoolboy roll-up, so to speak. But, it, in fact, is... (sighs) I don't know. I'm looking forward to these matches. I really am, especially with uh, John Morrison finally uh, getting to shine as a single star with The Miz recovering from his injury, which they still haven't specified. So I don't know how long this is going to be going for. But so I just broke down the two matches that we have, uh, the two Money in the Bank matches. I kind of wish they would just get rid of the pay-per-view and just have these matches at WrestleMania, but that's just me. But um as of right now we also have a couple other matches announced. We have Bobby Lashley with MVP versus Kofi Kingston with Xavier Woods in a singles match for the WWE Championship. Next, we have another repeat match Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. And it's a singles match as of right now, but um I have a gut feeling this is gonna turn into some stipulation match. Um it's really just like that gut feeling, and sometimes you have to go with your gut. Next we have Roman Reigns defending his championship with Paul Heyman against a recently returned edge. Now, before I even talk about the fact that Edge returned and I wasn't able to watch it live, I just uh, actually want to break character a little bit. Um, so a uh, good brother, Scott Rand, who uh I love, and we've gone to many wrestling shows together before. Um, his daughter recently uh had a. Nine-hour operation to remove a benign tumor from the base of her brainstem. She's currently recovering, um, sending out all the good vibes and well wishes to Marley, but um, one of her favorite superstars is Edge. So, uh, good brother Scott um made a post and sent it to Edge, and then a bunch of us were retweeting it. Well, the other day, the man Edge adam copeland responded and sent a uh video back and that was the first time i can actually say that i was a part of uh, one of those things where you know a father's getting trying to get in touch with a wrestler for their child um etc etc but like Edge is such a class act, and I'm so happy that I was able to be a little bit a part of, um, you know, retweeting, liking, etc., etc., for him to send that video to Scott for her. So, once again, speedy recovery, Marley. Getting back to the current Money in the Bank card, we have... Bianca Belair versus Bailey yet again in an I quit match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. <sighs> now, once again, I have said I consider Helena Cells feud enders. So the fact that Bianca Belair is happening again, obviously, we knew Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair were gonna happen again because of the way the last match went. But I'm sorry, those matches don't make me want to watch the pay-per-view again. They really don't. Um. Yeah. But hey, it's gonna be the first um the first pay-per-view back in front of fans on the touring schedule at fourth Worth at Fort Worth, Texas in the Dickies Arena, followed by SummerSlam at Reliant Stadium. In Las Vegas Emanating to you On Saturday For the first time ever August 21st So now let's move on To another WWE event That is happening this week We have the return In NXT Of the Great American Bash Now, if you remember, last year, Great American Bash emanated over two weeks. And uh, one of the uh, matches that was spoiled was um, Keith Lee winning and getting the confetti treatment. But we don't have any of that this time around. But we are looking, as of right now, at uh, four matches. Four matches, which isn't bad at all. You have your Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly in a regular one-on-one singles match. Now, I'm not sure if we get a Kyle O'Reilly win again, and Adam Cole makes an official uh an official return to the uh, debut on the main roster soon, or if we're going to send this feud into high high gear, have Adam Cole take it, and continue this legendary feud that's transpired, that's literally, regardless of the company, has been... Amazing ring of honor slash new Japan and obviously PWG now NXT, similar to the Kevin Owens and Sammy Owens feud, it's the feud that keeps on giving. You also have the ways Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell versus EOS Shirai. And Zoe Stark for the NXT Women's Ch- Tag Team Championships. Um, I guess I mean you know with the Io Shirai Zoe Stark thing, you have the I don't like you but I respect you kind of a vibe. Um, the the way he did only recently just win the tag team championships, and. Uh, Zoe Stark and uh, Io Shirai got the win in the qualifying match over Raquel and Dakota Kai and also Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. Now, what I am surprised about is that as of this recording, we don't have a women's championship defense set for this pay-per-view. I mean, not pay-per-view, except for this event. Um, that really bothers me. And also, we obviously don't have the North American Championship being defended. The North American Championship on last week's episode was won by Hit Rose Isaiah Swerve Scott. So, one further the road. Hit... I even said in a post, if they truly are thinking of uh, sending Bronson Reed to the main roster and taking the title off of him, which it is looking like they're doing, then in fact, I do hope that it was Swerve Scott that wins the title. Now we also have MSK versus the Strange Bedfellows tag team of Champa and Thatcher for the NXT tag team championships. Um, I love Champa and Thatcher, but I'm sorry, I I think it's bad bad news to interrupt this uh title reign for MSK. Obviously, they debuted at the they debuted at the uh in the Dusty Rose tag team classic. They've had many they've had many uh title um matches since most recently against uh Legado del Fantasma which uh was a really good match, don't get me wrong. Um but yeah, I honestly think that Wesley and Nash Carter as MSK can move up the ranks in NXT and eventually WWE history once given the shot, so I think it would be very much bad juju to take the titles off them. And then, as of right now, last but not least, we have LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes for the million dollar championship now. Will Ted DiBiase get involved in this match? We all know that after LA Knight won the match, won the title, next day, he attacked Ted DiBiase and Cameron Grimes came out for the save, seemingly turning face. He still has his cocky little, like, you know, to the moon, whatever, but it's looking like they're turning him face. I personally don't want them to take the belt off of LA Knight, but we all know that eventually a face Cameron Grimes will, in fact, be getting this belt. And unconfirmed, but we might be getting Johnny Gargano versus Karrion Kross. It hasn't been announced. I'm not sure if it's going to be a confrontation then maybe you know for 2 weeks from now is NXT as as they've been known to do but I I don't know I say this with Nyla Rose and uh Nyla Rose and AW with their women's title I say this with Charlotte Flair and Ro- any show with their title Raw SmackDown NXT Johnny Gargano is always in one of the title pictures always mind you he just dropped the North American Championship to Bronson Reed a little while ago um they had the five-way match Killer Cross Carrion ed- Cross ended up winning. But I I don't understand why that we're back to this. Um, if in fact we do get the match, I hope Cross wins. But Cross is also another one of those names that in fact has been rumored for the main roster. Along with Shotzi Blackheart, along with Scarlet. Among many others. So. The biggest question is. Who knows. So anyway. This event will be taking place. On Tuesday July 6th. Be sure to check it out. I will try and do. A review episode. I can't guarantee it. But uh, just know. I will try to do. A review episode. So. So. Finishing off with our WWE conversation is a week and a half ago we had another set of releases, and uh, that it was including Chase Parker and Matt Martell, the duo uh, that make up Ever Rise, which is a big surprise considering all the time that was given to you know their YouTube show them on NXT you also have August Grey formerly known as Anthony Green Tony Nese Aria Divari Tyler Breeze Fandango Kurt Stallion who if you remember as of a couple months ago was supposed to like fit in perfectly to the 205 Live roster him and uh Anthony Green obviously being pickups that happened when WWE I guess purchased Evolve or whatever. Then you have the Bo- Bollywood boys is Sunil and Samir Singh Tino Sabatelli, yet again, Killian Dane, Marina Shafir, and Arturo Arturo Ruas, who was actually supposed to be One of the uh, members of the diamond mine faction that debuted. Now, obviously, there aren't any big names in this one as others. Like the last one had Braun Strowman and Aleister Black and Ruby Riot, Lana, Buddy Murphy, etc. etc. But Tyler Breeze has been an NXT lifer. Fandango has been an NXT lifer, so I mean, really, they'll easily find find places to go when their uh, contract uh, clauses are up. Um, but yeah, it, it like this list is getting ever longer longer like I'm at, just scrolling through it now and it's it's quite a long one so honestly I don't I don't know whether we're expecting more releases or not but if we are I I don't even know where to begin to start off with it so now let's move on to a little bit about AEW And uh, there are a few things I want to say about AEW. The first of which is that I don't know how much I'm really enjoying the uh, AEW Impact crossover anymore. Like, I I feel uh, you have the Good Brothers, you have the Bucks, you have Kenny Omega as the reformed elite. And obviously, you have the good bro- the good brothers showing up in both companies. Kenny Omega doesn't really appear regularly for Impact, and I don't know. I mean, I hope to God Sammy Callahan wins a title from him at Slammiversary. I really do. But God, like it, I'm just not enjoying it anymore. And I think the Young Bucks are. I mean, they're obviously taking their roles as the heels. Really crazy. Um, some of the guys joked around that their most recent look was brought to you by retrosexual Anthony Green. With their, like, you know, mustaches and long sideburns and stuff. But, all joking aside, I'm... Everyone was clamoring they wanted, like, you know, the old Kenny back... Yeah, I, I said that would be cool, but not to like the extent that he of the heel that it he was back in the day. And we're back, and I'm I'm not enjoying it. I'm not like I don't like how the young bucks have Brand Cutler as a young boy with like, you know, the freezy spray. Um Michael Nakazawa who is most uh Prominently known as being the dude that the Japanese dude they had with the baby oil is like, you know, their plant in uh, production or whatever. But yeah, I'm not really enjoying it. Um, I don't know who uh, I don't know who is going to be the one to like get us through this, but we did in fact get our first taste of the incoming and when i mean incoming i mean incoming feud between hangman page and kenny omega so if we're in the position where we're getting to this slow burn towards all out or full gear being when hangman page gets over that hump, and wins his first world championship, then I am all for it, and you can color me intrigued. Surprisingly, with my um work schedule, I'm actually able to watch AEW once a week, and I'm actually enjoying getting back into AEW. I really am. Congratulations to good old Jungle Boy for being the first AEW wrestler to reach 50 wins. That is a milestone. And I'm not going to lie, every time I watch AEW and Tarzan Boy comes on, I even, like, in my bedroom, I'm, like, you know, swaying my hands like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like it, it really is it's something special. It's something special. Um obviously injuries you never hope for them. Um in the uh women's tag match of Nyla Rose and Vicki Guerrero versus Dr. Britt Baker DMD and Rebel. Rebel seems to have injured her knee. I have not seen any articles regarding the severity of the injury or what in fact the injury was but speedy recovery to rebel um her pairing with Britt Baker really is just it's it's fucking perfect it really is but um yeah so a speedy recovery to rebel but Unless you've been living under a rock, that's not really what you've been hearing out of Camp AEW recently. Um, one of the big things that you've been hearing recently really has been Jungle Boy and Anna Jay's relationship going public. And good old JR ruining a- another historical moment. Now, yes, Jr. is such a legendary, legendary commentator, and obviously his uh, relationship with WWE soured. I'm I'll always be pissed off at WWE for when they, you know, let him go because of the Bell's palsy, and then they, you know, were making fun of the Bell's palsy on air. Um, but I'm sorry. Jr. Just he makes it so hard to want to watch AEW. I mean, the gaffin in a question is after AEW played a montage of basically what was their pandemic, um residents so to speak inside the Daly's place the adjoining uh arena connected to the Jaguars TIAA stadium um the whole crowd's chanting AEW and JR goes on to obviously accidentally call it WWE Dynamite and not only that but then also when the women are on he Is easily prone to misogynistic comments. And. Obviously he's from a different era. And let's not forget. Who was he paired with. The king Jerry Lawler. Who was a king of misogyny. But. Yeah. JR is not really the one who I enjoy on commentary. I enjoy when Taz is on commentary. I enjoy when. I'm enjoying Excalibur. Excalibur. Jericho has a knack for commentary, but I'm sorry, J- JR, it's it's getting worse and worse, so I I kind of would like him to step away, because I, I even though it's never going to fully tarnish his legacy as a commentator, I think it's going to uh, do some damage to it, so to speak. But with AEW, this... Upcoming Wednesday, we have their Road Rager event emanating out of Miami. And in it, we are getting the debut in AEW for Andre El Idolo, who is also the man who in August will be challenging Kenny Omega for his AEW championship at Triple Mania which is Triple-A's biggest event of the year. Um so really big stuff's happening in wrestling. And then you have Impacts Diana Perazzo holding that division down and she will also be appearing In August at Triple Mania in a champion versus champion match versus Triple A's Reina de Reyes champion, their women's champion, Fabi Apache. So I do really like that the so called forbidden doors are opening. So really, uh, Makes me wonder if we're gonna get anything like that involving WWE and NJPW, but um, NJPW announced that they're doing another United States event called Resurgence in California, which will have Never Openweight Champion Jay White, United States Champion John Moxley, and NJPW Strong. Filthy Tom fucking Lawler in attendance. And ticket sales are going well for that. And obviously, most recently, we do know that Will Ospreay had to vacate the championship. And that championship was won by Shingo Takagi, who beat the perennial literally the perennial champion, Kazuchika Okada. So, the game's changing, y'all. The game is changing. (sighs) So, now that brings us towards the end of our show, where we give all of our social media. So, first and foremost, you've been listening to Dusty Diamond, Dave. You can call me Dusty Dave and call me Diamond Dave, or you can just call me Dave. But you can find me on Facebook, David Malkwich M-A-L-K-I-E-W-I-C-H. You can find me on Instagram, O-Z-T-E-P-08. And you can find me at um, on Twitter at I-N-D-I-E underscore D-U-S-T-Y-D-A-V-E. You can also find the Crossroads Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at T-H-E-K-R-O-S-S-R-H-O-D-E-S. Now, one of the social media that is different than the last time is Juniper Bunny. And that is because if you guys haven't been paying attention A week ago, my family welcomed a new addition. And that new addition is Drew Bunnymore. And today is actually her fifth birthday. So before I get into everything, I would just like to wish Drew Bunnymore, my second bunny, a happy fifth birthday. And so far, things are going really well. I have her and Juniper's enclosures and next next to each other. I'm starting to spend um, half an hour period sitting inside Drew's enclosure so she can associate me with safety of her, her enclosure. Um, she is a New Zealand white, red-eyed rabbit. Um, her breed was usually... Uh, Used for meat harvesting and lab testing. But uh, we had a bunny play day with um, her and her bun mom Chastity uh, the week before. It went well. And uh, we. I brought her home last week. She is wonderful. I love my two girls. I love my Drew Bunny more. I love my Juniper. So, with that being said, it is the first time I can announce... On the podcast, the new social media for Drew Bunnymore and Juniper Bunny. And that is Drew period and period Juniper period chronicles. C-H-R-O-N-I-C-L-E-S. So if you like cute bunny content, I strongly recommend checking that out. And, like I said at the beginning of the show, the schedule is now live. And if you notice, you'll also notice uh, we have some new branding going on. So, check out the other shows on the network. You have Pop Sports Shorts, Views From Up Here, New Normal Wrestling, Big Heckin' Weight Adventures, Pop Culture Collective, Getting Grilled, and Smoking Jays Podcast. And you can find all those at 4th Wall Pop. Anchor link in our bio. And just remember everyone, hashtag make it pop. Hashtag pop is life. And from here at the Crossroads, remember hashtag tick do the work. Until next time, Diamond Dave signing out.